Hey G12 family, welcome to our podcast. We are so excited to have you here. We know this message will draw you closer to God's word, his will, and his way wherever you are. Enjoy the message. So before we start, I want to start reading Mark chapter 10, verse 46 to 52. Mark chapter 10, verse 46 to 52. And If you don't want to look for it, don't worry. It's going to appear on the screens from the New Living Translation. And it says, Then they came to Jericho as Jesus and his disciples together with a large crowd were leaving the city. A blind man, Bartimaeus, which means son of Thaddeus, was sitting by the roadside begging. It's kind of far than my monitor, but it's fine. (laughs) Like... Wow. Thank God I have great eyesight. When he heard. (laughs) Oh, that's better. (laughs) That it was Jesus of Nazareth. He began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many rebuked him and told him to be quiet. But he shouted all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. Then... When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, no, come on. Did I read the same thing again? No? Okay. It's like going back and forth. Jesus stopped and said, call him. So they called to the blind man, cheer up on your feet. He is calling you. He's calling you. Throwing his cloak aside, he jumped to his feet and came to Jesus. Amen and amen. So say with me, he's calling you. Say to the person next to you, get up. He's calling you. And today I want to speak about that subject. That's the title for the message tonight. Get up. He's calling you. You can can go back to the screen how it was. Thanks. So say say it with me. Get up. He's calling you. Turn to the person again next to you and say, get up. He's calling you. It's crazy to see that when I got, when I, when I arrived to the U.S., it was like, I think, 2003, and it was a thing, this number that is going to appear on the screen. I don't know if you know what this number is. Do you know what this number is? No? Does anyone know? If someone gave you that number, you know what that means? You're being rejected. That's the rejection line. If you, you know, when you don't want to, like, give your real number, you give this number. And then when you call, they say, oh, this is not the person you're calling. (laughs) Some of you are taking pictures because you're going to prank some friends. I know you guys. I know you guys. Like, so it was a thing. It was crazy. Then we started, you know, I, I was very young and... Me and my friends were pranking people, giving them th- this number, and they would call and say, oh, the person you call, you know, maybe it's because you're weird and they don't want to talk to you. And, uh, you know, it says like, I think it has like three different ans- 300 different answers. But it's crazy to see that it lasted 11 years, this rejection hotline. It lasted 11 years. And in 11 years, you know how many people called? They received 
475 million calls. Say, wow. <laughs> Were you one of them? <laughs> I hope not. Okay. If you did, that's fine. We love you. God loves you and he's calling you because he wants to talk to you. He wants to say something to you. But so many times we're so busy with like different things that we face with our everyday life that we forget that he is calling us. He's not going to put us on a re rejection line, which is good news for you. He's calling you because he has a message for you. And when we were reading the, the passage in verse 46, 48, 46. I don't know. Let's try. Let's try 46, Pam. Yeah. Come on. Good job. It's because it's, it's so hard to see, but that's fine. I want to I still do it. So when they came to? When they came to? You know, in the Bible, there is another time where they mention that city. And it's in the book of Joshua. And Jericho represents a city that has walls around them, that has walls, and the walls uh, forbid people to go in or to go out. And we see it on Joshua chapter 6, verse 1. Verse 1, it says, now the gates of Jericho were securely barred because of the Israelites. No one went out and no one, say it with me, no one went out and no one, no one came in. So many times in our lives, we face situations like those. When we feel stuck, we feel like we're trapped and there is no way we can go out or nothing can come in. We're looking for something. And that was the situation that this man was in. He was blind. He wasn't able to see. And he wanted, he really wanted to receive a miracle. And... Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we spoke about it, that when we seek for an opportunity, we're setting up the stage for a miracle. So how about we keep looking for that opportunity in order for God to do a miracle in our lives? So many times we pray for the miracle. But in order for the miracle to happen, an opportunity has to present itself first. So many times, and it's so easy to pray for a miracle because you don't have to do anything for the miracle to happen. You know, you just say, Lord, I want to have this, 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 and boom, it appears. But how about when God asks you to take that first step? And as this man, Bartimaeus, he started shouting, he started praying out loud saying, Lord, I want to receive a miracle from you. He was in that city. So I want to ask you today, maybe are you in that city? Are you in a city that represents a stronghold? That's what Jericho represented, a stronghold. So many times in our lives we face strongholds. Things that we want to change, but we cannot change apparently in our own strength. Things that you want you want it to happen, something that you want it to happen, but it cannot really happen in your own strength. And you need God to do the miracle. But when those situations come, we need to pray for an opportunity. 
And that's what Bartimaeus was praying for. He wanted an opportunity to face Jesus, to see him face to face because he thought, if, if I'm close to Jesus, if Jesus comes near me, I know he will heal me. I want to tell you tonight, God wants to do a miracle in your life. I want to tell you that if you are here, it's not a coincidence. God brought you here because he has a purpose for your life. He's calling you, but you need to get up. Come on. Praise God. So are you, are you in Jericho? Are you in that city where, you know, you don't see a way in or a way out? Are you in a situation where you feel trapped? Let me tell you, this message is for you. It's a very simple message, but it's the most powerful message anyone can receive. And it doesn't matter if this is your first time or if you've been here for a long time. Let me tell you, God has a purpose and he wants to do a miracle in your life. But tonight, you need to get up. You need to get up of that situation and say, Lord, I want to follow your voice. I want to hear your voice. I want you to come right there where, where I am right now. And I want you to tell me to get up. When you hear God's voice, everything changes. When you hear God's voice, everything is different. And that's what happened when, when they were in Jericho. Because they heard God's voice. And God's voice said, you need to go out. And you need to walk around the wall seven times. That's crazy, right? They were going to conquer that city, the city of Jericho. And they said, go out and then walk around and start, you know, uh, praising God, singing songs. I imagine if, you know, they, they tell me, oh, do that around the building and something's going to happen. I'll be like, come on. Are you serious? Like, that's crazy. But that's the way God works. Sometimes we don't hear what we want to hear, but we hear what we need to hear. How many of you can say, wow? wow? How many of you can say, wow? wow? So, Bartimaeus, going back to the story in Mark, he was blind. And that represents that in order for you to get out of Jericho, you need to have vision. Say with me, vision. When you're trapped, you just need, need vision. You know, when, when you're at desperate times and you don't know where to go or what to do, what you need is vision. And so many times our vision is so limited. When you have a problem, it's so limited. Your vision is so limited because you don't see, you don't see any way out or in. You say, that's it. I'm broke. When you have a bill, when they call you to, you know... Um, Debt collector, that's the word I was looking for. To collect the money, you're like, oh my gosh, should I pick up or should I, oh, I don't know what to do. But in those moments, you need vision. If you want to grow in your life, if you want to grow in your business, and you've been trying for so long, but you feel stuck, what you need is vision. Say with me, vision. So let's go to, to Mark chapter 10, verse 51 and 52. And it says, what do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked him. The blind, blind man said, Rabbi, 
I want to see. He wanted vision. He wanted to have his vision back. I don't know if you're going through a difficult time or if you want to grow and you don't feel a way, or a way in or a way out. But if that's you tonight, this is the day where you can ask and say, Lord, I want vision for my life. I want to see what you have for me. So many of us have sight. But having sight does not mean that you have vision. Having sight does not mean that you have vision. When you have vision, you're able to see what could be. When you have sight, you see what's happening right now around you. You see that problem. You see that situation. The enemy tells you to see the wall. But when you have vision, you see that could happen. You see... Uh, what God can do through your life. That's what happens when you have vision. So many times in our life, we just focus on our sight. We just focus on what's happening right now. And you say, I, I don't have the money. I don't have what it takes. I don't think I can do it. It's so hard. It's difficult. Because that's what sight is telling you. But when you have vision... You see the possibility of receiving God's miracle over your life. And this is what ma this man was asking. He was saying, Lord, I want to see. Maybe you're trapped in a vice. You're trapped in a broken relationship with someone. Maybe you're trapped in fear. Maybe you're trapped because... You have debt. Maybe you're trapped because you want to go to the next level in your job, in your business. You want to grow and you say, I don't see a way. How about tonight? You say, Lord, tonight I want to see. I want to receive your vision for my life. What happens when we receive vision? Let's look at the next part of the verse, verse 52. It says, Jesus said, your faith has healed you. Your faith has healed you. So we need faith in order to receive vision. If you have faith, if you really believe that Jesus is here and he can come into your heart, something powerful could happen within you. A spark will start something powerful is going to start within your life that will transform that situation and the walls are going to come down the walls of brokenness the walls of anxiety the walls of fear the walls of doubt are going to start to fall when you really believe that you have God's vision come on praise God immediately says the Bible he received his sight and followed Jesus. So sight, again, takes you to see what's happening right now. But vision takes you to dream about what could, what could happen, what could be when you receive God's vision for your life. Verse 47, when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. We're going back to 
what happened before that, before receiving the miracle, we read that many people rebuked him and told him to be quiet. Many people are going to tell you there is no way you can do it. Many people are going to tell you, you you cannot do it. Even yourself, maybe in the morning when you wake up, the enemy tells you, it's so hard, I don't think you can do it. But Jesus, Jesus believed in him. And tonight, Jesus is here and he's calling you. He's never going to reject you. He's never going to reject an open heart. And he's telling you, get up because I am calling you. I don't know your situation. I don't know what you're going through right now. But let me tell you, God has a plan. God has a purpose. And if you take that first step of getting up, something supernatural could happen. You're going to receive vision. What happened when people told him to be quiet? Let's read what happened. But he shouted all the more. When the enemy tells you it's hard, it's impossible, you need to shout more and you need to say, I know that God will do a miracle through my life. I know, I know. I've had times when the, the enemy comes to tell me, oh, no one's going to listen to your message. No one's going to like it. When you finish preaching, the enemy tells you, oh, that was the worst message in the world. Let me just tell you that. And you're like, oh my gosh. But you know what you do? You say, in the name of Jesus, I order you to be quiet because I know, I know that it was God's word through my life. So when the enemy tells you, there is no way you can do it, you're going to shout even louder what God has done through your life, what God has done in you. And you're going to say, I have faith and I believe. And that's what happened. The seventh time they went around those walls in Jericho, back with Joshua. Years, years later, probably 2,000 years before, they were going around the wall. And God said the seventh time you go, you're going to shout. You're going to give a shout. So when the enemy tells you that you can't, when the enemy tells you that it's impossible, you're going to shout even louder and you're going to say, I know I can do everything through Christ who is my strength, who is with me right now and he's going to help me. He's going to help me grow. I know he's with me. Joshua 6.20 says when the trumpet sounded the army shouted and the sound of the trumpet at the sound of the trumpet when the men gave a loud shout the wall collapsed so everyone charged straight in and took the city the walls came down and they were able to come into the promised land that God has separated for them so the walls are going to fall down and you're going to walk into your promise. It doesn't matter how high the wall is. God is going to bring it down in the name of Jesus. And it's going to happen today. Say with me, the walls are going to fall. The walls are going to fall. The walls fall 
when you receive vision when you see not with your sight not with your own eyes what's happening right now but when you see God's vision for your life you're able to see past the walls and you're gonna see the miracle that God could make through your life you know what happened last week as I was sharing I was in Colombia and if you follow me on social media and you speak Spanish you know what happened I was in Colombia working for the you know the campaign and I was actually praying for uh, a team of, of leaders for my church and as we were leaving that shopping center we were having coffee I was just praying for three of my disciples as, as I was leaving a guy comes with a gun pointing at me and says your watch or your life I was like no way no no way it's like in a matter of seconds my life flashed in front of my eyes have, have, you know have you heard people saying that it, it's true it's the first time it happens to me it was like crazy so I don't know like I was like super chilled but the guy comes straight to me with the gun and says the watch with your life it was a moment of decision I said my watch no I'm just kidding <laughs> so the first time he said it I didn't really understand what he was saying because I was like you know I was chilling I was like just walking and I said oh what what and then the, the guy was shaking and he said the watch or your life and you know how like in those in the movies the detectives like they see the guy and they you know kind of like they look for special features to recognize the guy later that's impossible it's a lie all everything I could see was the gun like I was staring at the gun I was like is that real or fake <laughs> for real that was my question I was like it's like a matter of seconds but that was that that's what I had in my mind the whole time I was like is that real or fake is that real or fake I was like I don't want to find out so you know the Lord asked me for the watch and I said Lord I give you this offering with all my heart if you say it I'll do it so I offered him the watch you know I know he, that guy is good good uh, land so I planted my seed it's, it's good soil yeah good soil so I planted my seed I don't think he's a Christian Maybe he will be, become a Christian one day in the name of Jesus. At the end, I said, God bless you. <laughs> For real, I don't know why. <laughs> it's the first time I say this part because it's weird. You know, it's like lame. I was so scared. Then my disciples turned to me and then they said, oh, are you okay? I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. I was freaking out. <laughs> I, I was shaking, but I was like, you know, when, you, when you're trying not to shake, and like my disciples he was two ladies and then one guy so I was like you know playing cool you know like you're the pastor you're <laughs> you know better yeah so yeah and, and then in that moment I re, you know I remember that moment when my mom was being robbed and he said to the to the guy that was gonna rob her she said in the name of Jesus I order you to leave 
And guess what? The guy left. <laughs> so I remember that and I was like, oh my gosh, my mom was braver than me. I just gave this guy my watch. And it was a very cool, very cool watch that I had received as a gift. So, and you know that day when I received that watch, this doesn't have anything to do, but I'm going to share it because it's funny. Uh, that day I said to my wife, like that weekend, I said, I'll never have an expensive watch. That's so lame. Like why people have like expensive watches. And then on that weekend, someone came and gave me that watch. I was like, wow, this is so cool. <laughs> it, was, it was exactly what I wanted. So, but for real, when I received it, I was like, oh, I love my watch. And my wife knew, like, I really loved that watch. I didn't take it out everywhere. Like, I'll go to the beach. I have my watch on. Like, every, everywhere I go, I'll take it with me. And I'll be, like, you know, proud. Like, you know, like, you, you feel like, oh, this is my watch. The Lord took it from me. And I, you know, I got home, and I, I was scared. Like, I got to admit, you know. You know those people that say, no, I wasn't scared, like, Oh, they're lying. They were scared. You're scared because you're scared for your life. So I got home and I, I was scared. I was like, Lord, I don't know why. Why this? Why this did happen to me right here on this weekend that I came to serve you? I didn't come because I wanted to. I came because I had to. And this happens. But you know what the Lord told me? The Lord told me what the enemy wanted to use for evil, I'm going to turn it for good. So let me tell you, if the enemy wanted to use something and turn it into evil for your life, God is going to turn it for good. God is going to turn it. God is going to turn it. He's calling you tonight. And he's telling you, I'm going to turn what the enemy wanted to use for evil. I'm going to turn it for good. I'm going to turn it and I'm going to use it for a greater opportunity for you to receive blessing. I was supposed to be here on Thursday. But then something told me to come here on Friday. And on Thursday, I went to church in Colombia. And I saw my pastor, my father-in-law. And he said, oh, how are you? I'm so glad you're okay. Nothing happened to you. And I said, yeah, nothing happened. My watch just left me, but I'm okay. <laughs> he gave me a hug. And then he reached into his bag. And he said, you know what? This is what the Lord sends you. And he gave me this brand new watch. It was better than the one I had before. The first thing I went to see was the brand. It's like, let me see. Oh, yeah, that suits me. No, I'm just kidding. What the enemy wants to use for bad, for evil, for your life, God turns it into your greatest opportunity. And it doesn't matter what you're going through, the walls are going to fall in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thanks so much for tuning in.
Before you go, make sure to click the follow button so you never miss what's new. We would love to connect with you. You can follow us on Instagram at G12Church and share with us how this message has impacted you. Until next time.